We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. That dude was high on something. He was high on college football. College football with Big Cleave. Let's throw in a Sean Thompson ball with Big Knows college football better than his own family. College football, J.D. Got to chow in, wearing them short, short track style shorts. I heard he almost played football in the brass. He used to call Bobby Bowden and ask for football informational nuggets with barbecue sauce. Jay knows more about high school football than you know about your family. Call Jay Binkley. Call Bink. We have called what says on our our system, Bink Daddy. Bink, Bink Daddy, Daddy joins us this morning. Good morning, Bink Daddy. Good morning, fellas. Are you? Uh, Good are you, morning. Are you indeed high on college football? <laughs> Man, what a, what a year! We got one game left. I mean, you know me, Jay. I was I was kind of mm-hmm. wavering with college football, and and this year I got back into it, and it really started because of Deion Sanders, right? He he got me back into college football, got excited about it. KU doing their now thing. he doesn't want your attention. Now, by the yeah, way, I know I saw the too much attention now for Colorado. Hang on a second, sir. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you're doing a video you documentary. A documentary. Come on, you do radio shows. Your name is Prime Time. Like, what are we talking about here, right? And and so, which is just utter nonsense for Dion to say. But he got me back in. KU winning got me back in. You know, and and here we sit now. And I thought we had an amazing day on what was it Monday of the national championship semifinals that took place. I thought the Michigan Alabama game was great. Obviously the Washington Texas game was fantastic. I I think college football found something and you look at the numbers, man, some of the best television ratings they've ever had by having this, like this was an amazing college football season. Jay, why was this one so much more amazing than what seemingly was in the past? Well, I just think people are, you know, people like any kind of football have absorbed any kind of football right now. It's so popular right now. And with the NFL, people are looking at college football, thinking about the draft and next year and who you're going to put on your team. It's just popular. I will say this. I mean, the playoffs are really popular and the playoffs are going to be really, really popular once they expand the 12. The bowl season, the bowl season is bad. Like the bowls were bad. Like the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, those were terrible. But the actual playoffs were probably the Citrus. best they've ever had. What's that? Citrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> Terrible bowl game. No, uh, even, but even Binkley's to the point, Bob. This is like Binkley, our big, you know, we know how much he loves college. He's to the point where the bowls are 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 irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like that's that's probably taking you a while, Binkley, but if it's not the playoff, we just shouldn't be doing it. It just, I mean, I I know that there's money and there's tie-ins and there's, uh, I appreciate the, the history of it all, but you know, sometimes stuff comes to an end and I feel like most of this needs to come to an end. We're getting a 12 team playoff. You know, it needs to, I remember the Orange Bowl used to be a big deal, right? And I understand with opt-outs and everything else, it's not, it's still New Year's six game, but it was treated 
by Florida State like a Pro Bowl in the past with the NFL. There were so many opt-outs. It was the largest margin of victory in any bowl game. The Orange Bowl should be embarrassed. That was an embarrassment to football, 63-3 to with Florida State and Georgia. Hell, even Georgia played a lot of true freshmen. and, and whoever. It didn't matter. Whoever they put out there was going to beat Florida State. But that game was an embarrassment. And they should refund Capital One. You know, to sponsor that bowl. Because even at the end, they didn't have like that. They didn't show any of that celebration down the field or anything because nobody was left for the game. And, you know, Capital One, they got robbed from that game. These fans got robbed from that game because Florida State didn't care. And I get it. They didn't make the playoffs. So, like, everybody's not playing. Everybody's getting ready for the NFL. That's fine. But now you see why the committee got it right with the four teams. That has nothing to do with Florida State not deserving a chance to go. But they picked the right four teams because a backup quarterback – it can only get you so far. And we've seen so many blowouts in this college football playoffs. We had great games. Uh, they got it right, and they deserve to, to get credit for getting it right. I don't think they give money back. I think they, they give miles, I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think that's how that works. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not positive <laughs> on this one. And then also, the, the Pop-Tarts Bowl, they didn't do enough post-game coverage. Like, that should have been, <laughs> you know, yeah. been its own exclusive, uh, you know, whatever, the, the mega cast. Right. For, for the Pop-Tarts post. Right. Absolutely, they blew yeah. It. They blew that one. Yeah, we should have seen well, the ratings. The, yeah, the ratings were great for the Pop Tarts yeah. Bowl. You know, yeah. and, and all these other bowl games like the Gronk Bowl, the LA Bowl, and all this—they've shown the post game where there'd be like ten fans there in confetti for six lost teams celebrating them. But yeah, they had to, you had to move over to ESPN Plus to watch it. And the ratings for that bowl game were one of the best of any of the bowl games. Was the Pop Tarts Bowl because everybody's curious about the edible mascot. But then they push it over to ESPN Plus. And nobody got to enjoy I it. Know, yeah, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Big miss, big, miss. big miss on and that it, one. It does help when you end a bowl season as well with two really good playoff games. Yeah, I mean, they, I they, mean, they were awesome. And it's going to set up for, I think, a great national championship game I on Monday too. night. I heard the committee is trying to put Alabama in now. Is, is there any truth <laughs> to that? No, I think the committee is going to be fine. It's going to be funny if a Pac-12 team wins it after the Pac-12 team. Well, it's going to be Pac-2 now. but Right. You know. But but it's also a it's going to be a, a rematch next year. We're going to see Michigan and Washington play each other in the regular season. How do you like this game? You know, five days out, Jay. What are you looking at in this one? Man, what a fun game for uh, Chiefs fans. That uh, there's, there's about two or three guys from that team that have been mocked in early on to the Kansas City Chiefs. So the wide receiver play is unbelievable. With the quarterback play uh, for Washington is unbelievable. It's about Washington's mm-hmm. offense. And it's about that defense in Michigan. That defense in Michigan is so good. It's number one in the country in total defense, number one in scoring defense. But that's a big, big reason why Michigan is there. It's that defense and that's the high-powered offense of Washington. I think it sets up just a, a great game. Um, it, it's two of the best teams in the country, without doubt. I mean, you look at Washington, a team that beat Oregon twice, and Oregon is a great team, and they beat them uh, twice this year. But Michael Penix, uh, just seeing how good of a quarterback that he is, and of course, Michigan with J.J. McCarthy uh, in, in the great season he's had as well. The first time I got to watch Penix play was against Oregon when they beat him, and, and I thought to myself at that point in time, boy, this guy's a really good quarterback. Why isn't he getting the love? I think he's the best quarterback in college football right now. He's not going to get drafted as the number one overall pick. The Bears are going to take Caleb Williams, which is another mistake by Chicago. Uh, they're going to take him at number one, and everything else will trickle down from that. I know he's had the, the injuries, but this guy throws dimes. He's electric. He's got a great arm. He's got great accuracy. To me, Jay, he's the best quarterback and in college energy. football. And great, yeah, great energy. Great, great energy. Uh, Jay, to, to me, he's the best quarterback in college football. Your thoughts? I, I, I wouldn't say he's right up there with him. I and mean, certainly, I mean, 
you know, Michael Penix would probably be yeah, – I had him as one of the top quarterbacks all season uh, behind Caleb Williams. And, of course, we put Drake May up there yeah. as well. But he just didn't have the season that uh, that Michael Penix did. But, but man, I, but certainly he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the country. But those wide receivers, I mean, that trio of wide receivers, it doesn't get any better than that group. And I understand, you know, LSU's got Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. That's the best duo, I think. But as far as three receivers, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, and then, of course, Romo Dunze. Oh. I mean, he's right up there with, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., not as good as him, probably not as good as Malik Neighbors. But I'd throw him right up there um, as one of the top receivers in the country. He's fun to watch. He'd do some damage. Yeah, Dunze so you still think great. Caleb Williams is the number? I think Caleb Williams is going to be a colossal failure in the NFL. The man cried with his mom after. But that doesn't mean he won't be the number one pick. No, I know, but he's going to be a colossal <laughs> failure. It's the Bears. They're going to screw it up, but they're taking Caleb Williams number one. I mean, that, that, that to me is a major mistake by Chicago. It's a USC quarterback. They don't play well in the NFL. Well, I think he's, he's going to go to the Bears, but I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. Yeah, no doubt. And when you think, okay, who, who can I actually? Don't. I think he's the 32nd best player in this draft. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the same rumors that we have, right? He's only going to go to Kansas City. I think him and Brock Bowers, that's, that's my two favorites uh, in this draft that I can think. Okay, these guys, you think 10-year pro, you think multi-all pro, you think, uh, you know, at the end people are debating, and, and you know, in 15 years or 12 years people are debating Hall of Famer or not. I think they're that good. All right, Bank. I think now that we're going to go to 12 – uh, that next year it is not out of the question to have aspirations if you're Kansas, Kansas State, and Missouri to think you can get in the playoff. Realistic expectations that you can get yourself in the mix for the 12. I think they should because Kansas, Kansas State, going to be, you know, a couple of the powers in the Big 12. You know, Oklahoma State's going to be there with them, and I think West Virginia is going to be really good in the Big 12. But there's Kansas and Kansas State. Both of them have opportunities. Of course, Missouri keeps getting better and better, and a lot of that team is returning next year. But, yeah, I think all three uh, can help. The one thing I hope they change in the playoffs is this automatic berth for this non-power, uh, the group of five. Yeah. Because if this was the case, guys, Liberty – we made the playoffs this year, and you saw how them get run like forty-five to six in the Fiesta Bowl. They need to get rid of that and just get the best twelve teams because I, the way they had it this year with the best four. But get rid of that uh, that uh, group of five member because I don't think anybody would want to see a, a, a team like Liberty in the twelve-team playoff. No, I had no interest in watching them the other day either against Oregon. I'm like, I, I have no interest in watching Liberty. I mean, that Oregon versus Liberty—that's not just that's not an exciting matchup. The thing that's going to be funny though is, <clears throat> excuse me. KU will make the playoff next year and have a home game at Arrowhead. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be. Or Eudora. That would be, yeah, or I mean, Eudora. Who hosts more home playoff games next year? KU at Arrowhead or the Chiefs at Arrowhead? Your wow, thoughts. Wow, wow, wow. I'd say Chiefs still. Yeah, I'd still think the Chiefs do. But if they get one college. Listen, this is the first time ever that KU, K-State, and Missouri won a bowl game in the same bowl season. Wow. So, there's reason for excitement. Should be. Uh, all three of those programs are going the right direction. All three of them are, are fun to watch. And I think college football next year really uh, will be uh, some to watch in this area, something we haven't seen before because I think people were all kind of on board last year. And I can't wait, man. I can't wait for next year's season. All right, Bink. Back to watching Mac football. Thanks, buddy. That's right. All right, guys. Take care. Jay Bakley. You can catch him on the Character Concerns podcast as well each and every week. They uh, break down – their uh, picks for the uh, the Chiefs, their mock it away, uh, 610sports.com and the uh, Odyssey app. And, of course, we always love talking college ball 
with Binkley. Yep. Uh, this comes from uh, at Reddit CFB, Reddit College Football, mm-hmm. uh, their X feed. This has been advertised as a potentially down year for Alabama. They beat the number one team in the country in the SEC championship and took the new number one team in the country to overtime at the Rose Bowl. And that's a down year, huh? And I thought, Bama are the Chiefs. Chiefs are Bama. That's exactly right. Finkel yeah. is Einhorn. Right. We get to a point where we don't appreciate what we're living in because our expectations are weird. This is Bama's down year. Right. They made the playoff and lost to the team that may win it all. They basically lost in the AFC championship game. Correct. Yeah. And th- that's a successful season if you're Alabama. Again, yeah. in a, in a yeah. down year where the NIL is out of whack and everybody's paying players, Alabama is still uh, still up there, we're, we're right? treating this as a down, kind of a down Chiefs year. Sure, yeah. They're going to be the third seed. Third seed in the playoffs. <laughs> in, a, in a pretty wide open AFC. Right. And, and here's the other thing about that too, Josh, is that when you look at the Chiefs right now, they're one of nine teams in the NFL that have double-digit wins going into the last week of the season. It's like 23% of the league has double-digit wins, and the Chiefs are one of them. Like, sometimes we all need to take a step back. And I know, look, Super Bowl is the ultimate goal for this team right now. When you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, ultimately you want to win the Super Bowl every single year. That needs to be the goal, and they will tell you themselves if they don't win the Super Bowl, they look at that as a failed season. But also, we also have to take a step back and realize this string of dominance is continuing. Alabama doesn't win a championship every year. Kansas doesn't win a basketball championship every year. The Yankees haven't won since 09. And now we're sitting here looking at, at, at the Chiefs going, oh, my God, the season was an, an unmitigated disaster when they're the third seed hosting a home playoff game in one of nine teams in the NFL with double-digit wins. Pretty good for a down season. If this is going to be rock bottom for us, guys, I'm here for it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.